Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Derek Chauvin got uh, 21 years uh, to be served concurrently for a federal trial. Today. I, don't, I don't think most people are even aware uh, that he was uh, – you know, I'm going to get another verdict today, and I think a lot of us get confused. They say, "Well, I thought he was already in prison for a long time." Joining us, Mike Patton from the Patton Law Firm on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline, and um, you know, this one didn't have the fanfare as it as it did when he was convicted. Of course, the first time that put him away uh, locally. And, and Mike, first of all, thank you for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me, Mike. Nice to talk to you. Last time I was visiting with you was via text, and you, and you said, "Did you see the walk off? You you were at the game last week when Buxton hit the the walk off home run." Oh, that was so fun! Was Mike. that fun? Oh man, you know, Mike, I've been at a lot of really cool base pro baseball games, but that was about as cool as it gets. Oh yeah, here he comes, mighty Casey at batting with one swat, he changes everything, right? But not just that, Mike. It was Arise's bat before yep. that where he fought the fought off a really good relief pitcher. And uh, it was just an amazing at bat, and the kid got a hit. It, it, I love Arise. Yeah, oh, boy, he's fun to watch. And if you really appreciate yeah. baseball, you appreciate Luis Arise. Okay, so explain the Chauvin thing to me. Um, obviously, you can add a little bit to it. He didn't get life in prison, which I guess would have been the ultimate. Uh, but but explain why you try a guy twice, federal, state, uh, 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 civil rights, violated civil rights, et cetera, as opposed to just having one trial and putting a guy away for however long it is. Well, normally, Mike, um, in situations where police officers cause serious bodily harm or kill somebody, the feds usually let the state authorities handle that. Um, federal law permits a charge for violation of civil rights. And generally that's available in case things don't go well with the state prosecution, the feds will step in and make sure there's some form of justice. That's kind of the reality of it. Mm -hmm. Here, this case had become so notorious, Mike, that the federal government felt they needed to be involved too, because the result in state court was a very good one. The attorney general Ellison's team had really gotten a good result which I, I think all things considered was the appropriate fair result, although a significant result for the unintentional taking of life. But I think this case, had just it's just become so notorious, Mike, that the federal government felt they needed to be involved. And uh, frankly, I understand that, you know. Did they make that decision after, uh, after the state had, had uh, put him away, or did they make it before? No, I think they made it after, Mike. Yeah, I think they made it after. And you know, the essence of it, Mike, is um, people might be thinking, okay, well, this is running concurrent, which means, you know, at the same same time, he got hit with 22 and a half years by Judge Cahill for his conviction under state law, uh, and then 21 years. So people might be thinking, does it really matter? Well, yeah, it does, because 
he's going to end up with more time because under federal law, Mike, um, he has to serve 85% of that sentence. And under state law, he only has to serve two thirds. So he's looking at 15 under state law, but with this uh, additional sentence, he's looking at, I don't know, 17 years plus for the 21 years you see. So yeah, I see. So he added two years basically for sure at minimum to a sentence. Correct. Yeah, that, that's really what it comes comes down to, right? So, so, so what do you tell him going into something like this? Uh, he made a statement saying, he, you know, he hopes the best for uh, George Floyd's children or whatever. I mean, how, how vocal do you allow him to be in this case, or is there a standard rule of thumb, or is it based on the personality of your client? Well. Uh, <laughs> Mike, it's understandable he didn't say anything after he was – he didn't say much in any event no. when he was sentenced by Judge Cahill, but that was a little bit different because he was still facing a charge. Uh, here, i got to tell you, it's a little surprising he didn't say something more substantive because, it, look, the, the chapter's finally closed on the Derek Chauvin case, okay? So it's just bizarre. I mean, I think he said something like, if I read this right, Something about Floyd's kids. He hopes that they have excellent guidance and, and become good adults. It's just weird. Yeah, it was a weird statement. I didn't quite get it. I didn't know the context of it. I didn't know if he was asked. I, I, I didn't pick up on it. But but what, there was no apology that I read. It was just you know. I, I hope you guys are okay. I, I don't know. It's just this guy's a weird cat, Mike. I, mean, I don't know what else to say. I mean, he really should have at least apologized, you know. And then. You know, even Judge Magnuson, he pointed out, which, of course, everybody has been saying all along, and I'm quoting Judge Magnuson, to put your knee on a person's neck until they expire is simply wrong. Your conduct was wrong, and it is offensive. Yeah, I mean, that's what everybody, I'm glad he said that, because that, that's what everybody's been thinking since day one. But the thing about this, Mike, even though it, it was not the intentional taking of life, to kill somebody in this way, it's it's almost like it's a slow torture, you see. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that reverberated with the American yep, public. Yep. You know, not not just people who are who are anti cop, but even people who are pro cop, and even good cops. Yes. Frankly, were very yes. upset about. It's this as if I'm saying I'm I, I have the power to do whatever I want to you, and there's nothing you can do about it. And that and that was the perception uh, of a lot yeah. of people on, on both sides of the the aisle or wherever they sit on this. Now there are two yeah. pending cases. Uh, one where, you know, a young man, now an adult says, uh, that, uh, uh, that, that, that he did this, applied the same thing, uh, to him, uh, during an altercation as well. Do, do, do those cases get, uh, do, do they have more juice because of what happened today? Do they, does it matter more? Uh, I know Bennett, uh, Bob Bennett's representing one of them. Uh, what happens in those cases? I assume that they, they, they want a monetary settlement from the police department, right? Yes. Yes. Um, yes. I think I, you might you might be referring to the fourteen year old that yeah. allegedly. Yeah. Yes, definitely. But the real question I think everybody has is if he had if he had done this to a seven a fourteen year old in two thousand seventeen, why was he still on the force? You see mm -hmm. that that's that's the problem with this agency. They don't police their own, and that's of course um, evident here. I mean, you know, he apparently had had his hands around the kid's neck and then wailed on him with a flashlight. I mean, if you do that to a 14 year old, assuming you're not defending your life or something. And I, obviously he was charged with violation of the kid's civil rights. So they don't just do that willy nilly. Um, he should not have been on the force, Mike. You see, that's mm -hmm. the thing that's frustrating to people is 
it's just clear that this agency has a history of not policing their own, and that's evident. I mean, I pointed this out in my book, too, so, you know. So. But, but is it also a case where the 14-year-old didn't bring it up until he saw him later, so therefore uh, his superiors, meaning, meaning Chauvin's superiors, maybe never were aware of it? Uh, it's a fair point, Mike. I, I, you know, I I don't know, but I mean, it seems to me that somebody would have had to have known. Um, I, I, you know, I I would think that he would not have done that without any officer witnesses. Uh, But, uh, you know, it's a fair point, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I just, I I mean, there must've been an internal affairs investigation. How did they know about it? I don't think it just came up recently, you know? So, I don't know, Mike. It's just it's just frustrating. I mean, I, I along with a lot of a lot of other people. I mean, look, I have a case where I represented a family of a young man who was killed by a police officer who, you know, years before had strangled a black man to death, and he was still on the force. Yeah. You know? So and and, you know, and, was, and and basically, anytime there's something that's that severe, uh, there's going to be an internal investigation, right? I mean, that would trigger it if there's any death or any anything that that you would consider to be torturous or anything that you would consider to be a, a, a physical altercation. There's going to be an internal affairs investigation, right? Yeah, yeah, and I mean, look, the Minnesota Department of Human Rights just did an amazing investigation, headed by Commissioner Lacero, that pointed these things out. I mean, I'm not just some guy popping off here. I mean, the DOJ investigated him back in 2014 or 2015. That was a bad. I mean, you know, saying stuff like "you better change your ways" or something really bad's going to happen. I mean, you talk about prophetic, you know. <laughs> so yeah, it's just it's a tough situation, Mike. It's a broken agency, and something has has to get fixed. I don't know if it's fixed yet, but uh, this whole Chauvin thing has been really a really a mess. And you know, it's uh, I mean, probably has become the arguably the most uh, highest profile excessive force case, and not only U.S. but probably world history. Right, world history. Yep, unbelievable. Yeah. Okay, so so can I test your international law a little bit here? Sports. Uh, this is sports international law question, okay? And, and, and if you don't know the answer, I understand because I might not. Okay, Brittany Griner. Brittany Griner pleaded guilty today uh, to the right. charges that she was carrying the the cannabis and the illegal uh, substance into Russia, and so right. there was a lot of talk about you know ten years or more, etc. And, and so she pleaded guilty and and then said it was by accident. She didn't realize she had packed it, etc. Uh, tell me how that strikes you. In a Russian, any idea how, how, why you would plead guilty? I assume that there's some uh, advantage to that uh, in a Russian court, or in a, or, or either that, or she knows how they're negotiating in the U.S. Uh, why would you do that? I think because probably the people who are representing her in Russia have worked out some kind of arrangement with the Russian government. Look, Mike, I think it's clear that what's happening there probably has some political ramifications in light of the invasion of Ukraine and whatnot, but. Um, she she did that for a reason, and presumably, did, have they talked at all about sanction yet, Mike? Or no, I wasn't stuck in court all day. So no, so all all she did was plead guilty, correct? She, she pled guilty and gave the reason, and she said the reason was that she did it and didn't realize it. That that was the only thing that I saw that came out of it. Okay, well, yeah, th- th- she probably did that because they have some sort of an arrangement, Mike. You know, so, uh, you know, who knows? It might have something to do with some kind of a deal where, you know. You admit to it and then, and, and then we'll trade off a prisoner or something? I wouldn't surprise me, sir. <laughs> <laughs> something. You know, okay. 
Yeah. Let me yeah. ask you one more. I don't know if you're up to speed completely on this or not, but it's not really a legal case, but I, I don't know if it is or not. And that's, you know, the wildest Kirill Kaprizov, uh, it looks like, you know, Russia's making overtures about the, the Russian stars that are over there, uh, maybe investigating their, you know, how they applied for or got out of military duty, whatever it was. Um, there's concern that, you know, the star of the Minnesota Wild could be held up in Russia. Now, we had Brian Lawton on, who's very well informed. He says that's not a concern. He doesn't think that'll happen. Uh, does that strike you as gamesmanship? Uh, how, how does that strike you uh, on an international front? And if you had a client over there, uh, would you say, hey, you get on U.S. soil as quick as you can? That's what I would say. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Mike, it's, it's, it's politics now. And, you know, look, uh, you know, Kaprizov, he seems like he's a really nice young man. I mean, when, when the invasion of Ukraine happened, I don't think there was one person in the state had any animosity toward Kaprizov. No. You know? I mean, what the hell? I mean, uh, yeah, Mike, I, the problem you get into in situations like this is the politics of it, you know, and that's, that's a difficult thing. Um, uh, you know, there was that famous movie where the guy was guy got busted for hashish. You can't remember the name of it. Um, and he, I mean, he ended up in a, in a Turkish prison for years, but you know, he picked the wrong time to, to, to have hashish on his person because there were people blowing up planes. You, see? Yep. So, you know, that was political too. And, you know, the bottom line is when you leave this country, you better be really careful what you do, you know? I mean, here, possession of weed, a small amount of weed, is a petty misdemeanor. It's not even a crime, but in other countries, that might be a problem for you. So you know, the bottom line is you really got to be careful to not get in trouble when you leave the, the good old USA, you know. Mike Padner, I guess. Mike, one more. Uh, this, And I know that as a former athlete yourself, a Division I athlete at that, uh, a basketball player, you're seeing this NIL term and NIL money coming out now. Uh, and th- this is more a question to you as much as a, a former college athlete as it is an attorney. Um, you, the, the rule says that you cannot uh, guarantee a kid NIL money. Uh, they have to be on campus first, then they have to strike a deal with whoever would, you know, uh, endorsement they could get or whatever it is or whoever they could be a spokesperson on, all those things. But we all know right. that, 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 you know, you, 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 if you want a kid, you better, you better have some figures out there, some money that you think they can make. How does this deal, this whole ruling strike you? And what is your biggest concern or worry uh, as we get into the money side of sports for college athletes? Well, the fir- first of all, Mike, I'm supportive of college athletes making money on endorsements. And it's not just me. I, even Coach K has been vocal about that. And if somebody like him is supportive of it, um, you know, college sports has become a huge multi-billion dollar industry. And, you know, not every kid that goes into college and is successful makes it in the pros, Mike. So I don't have any problem with it. The problem is, from my perspective, is the potential abuse that can happen here. It's really good. They're really going to have to police this close. Oh, my and, gosh, is there potential, huh? Yeah, not not to mention when, you, when you're dealing with new rules like this, Mike, it's just the nature of rules and laws. There's going to be ambiguity because the English language is ambiguous. You see, you can have the simplest law. That's why... For Americans, we don't, we can't just read the law. We have to. This is one of the reasons why lawyers are unnecessary evil, is because the the statutes themselves don't. You, you have to have case law that interprets statutes. You see, and uh, my worry is the potential for abuse. But the, but as a as a general proposition, the idea of athletes making money, uh, college athletes, is not a problem for me at all. 
it's it was going to be interesting is to see how they do it, and it's going to be interesting to see what markets step up and what are the ideal markets for kids. I, I think the sweet spot spot's going to be the college towns, you know, the places where yeah. where it matters a lot. Because as you and I both know, and you, and and you're a product of that, uh, you yeah. get the right. Uh, there's some really really successful businesses and business people in those towns that can afford to oh, make yeah. contributions. Whereas here, they're more philanthropic, and yes, you have Fortune 100 companies, but they say, yeah, I'll give money, but maybe not to an athlete. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, Mike, look at look at SC and UCLA, UCLA are coming into the Big Ten. Now, you know the reason for that is because of one thing, money, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Look, if it helps the Big Ten, great. I mean, if if RAD and P.J. Fleck are supportive of it, if it's a positive thing for, uh, for the Big Ten and for the Gophers, you know, I'm all for it. Uh, I mean, look, Northern Illinois, my alma mater, they they really do well too because they play on ESPN all the time. You know, sure. they get those ES, they get those time slots on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, and they're competitive games, high scoring. ESPN loves them, so you know, I, I'm all for it. I mean, but I, I just think the notion of young people getting some compensation when they're making other people in universities millions, tens of millions and hundreds of millions of dollars, I think is only fair, you see. I, for that from my perspective. Michael, appreciate it very much. Thanks for giving us some time. Always enjoy it. Always enjoy it, Mike. Thanks, sir. You bet. Mike Patton from Patton Law Firm Thanks, on a Mike. number of different topics, but the Derek Chauvin sentence today federally. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 